Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Hello, and welcome back for another episode. Um, This will probably be the last episode of 2020. Um, I'm not sure yet, but it may be. Um, We're midway through December, and then we have the holidays, and then the ultimate holiday, my birthday, um, and then New Year. So it may, um, the next episode may be in January to kick off 2021. So I wanted to kind of wrap up a few things in this episode in case this is the last episode of the year. Um, first of all, I want to say that 2020 has been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot for all of us. It's been a lot for the world. Um, and I think that for all of us who got through 2020 um, relatively whole, I think we should be grateful. I think there were a lot of lessons to be learned in 2020 um, about stillness and sitting still and kind of slowing down and appreciating those who you do um, have in your lives and also learning about those who maybe don't need to be in your lives. I learned a lot in 2020 for myself about distraction and what that is and what that looks like and how you can um, begin to weed out distraction when you don't have the option for it as much. Um, I learned from some other people how You know, they're seeing 20, they saw 2020 as an opportunity rather than a burden to uh, get their finances together, to um, fix their relationships, to mend um, family ties, to lean in to uh, their faith. I mean, there were many things that people kind of took advantage of having this uh, pandemic happen in 2020 and allowed themselves to, to see the bright side of a very difficult situation. So if you're one of those people, shout outs to you. If you're someone who struggled through 2020 and is still struggling and hasn't been able to see a bright side, shout outs to you too. It is very difficult. It is challenging. It is hard. Um, and the, the desire, the need, the want to vibrate at a higher level to kind of kind of get above the fray and stay there, that's a lot. And it takes a lot. And if you have been able to get there, congratulations to you. If you're still trying to get there, keep going. If you're struggling to get there, keep going. You know, understand that we will, this things will get better and <clears throat> we have to participate in, in things getting better, but things will get better and we have to do our part. So any of the things that you were able to do, accomplish during this time, pat yourself on the back because um, for all that was going on, you could have done zero. Um, you could have also done a lot of things in the opposite direction of your goal. So pat yourself on the back, you made it. And if you lost loved ones during this period of time um, and, and you're struggling with that grief, I also, you know, my heart goes out to you there as well. Whereas this is a time where th- this 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 pandemic took a lot of lives. Over 300,000, you know, people died from this from this virus in, in one, not even a whole year, in, in, in nine months. And it's a lot. And so, and people are still dying. So just, you know, know that if, if that's how you experience this pandemic as well, you know, that there is... Um, a lot of love and light being sent to you during this period of time. So 2020, right? We can look back. We can talk about all the things we did right, all the things we did wrong. But what is that going to serve us at this point? Well, it will serve us in one way. Because um, one of my big questions for you as you listen to this podcast and take your time to reflect on 2020 is, were you prepared for the for the pandemic. And I don't mean for a pandemic specifically. And I don't mean for a global print pandemic of a virus that was going to come out of nowhere. I don't mean that. But were you financially prepared for an interruption or a disruption? Because 
the pandemic is a disruption and, and interruption that we had in our lives. And for many people, one of the first ones they've had is a major kind of event. But if you lived on this earth long enough, there were a few events like this. You know, 9-11 was a major disruption. It was a, it was a life disruption if you lived in New York It was a, or from New York. It was an economic destruction across, a disruption across and destruction across um, many sectors, particularly the, fi- the financial sector. Um, there have been downturns if you live, if you were in the housing bubble when if you were around in 2008 when the housing bubble burst and people lost their homes there have been many disruptions and this one kind of hit us all because it impacted everyone but there have been many disruptions and, and, I, and I asked the question of were you prepared um we've talked on this podcast I've been doing this podcast now um for two years and we've talked about if you go back to those first couple of episodes and I've always bring it back every 10 15 episodes or so it's about being financially prepared for the unknown, right? So you have to be prepared for e- for the event that you don't even know is going to happen. And so I am not a clairvoyant. I don't know anything. I can't predict anything. I did not know that we were going to have a global pandemic that was going to stop everything. Did not know that. But I always know and always knew that something is on the horizon. Something that could disrupt your financial path, right? So when we talk about your paycheck, right? Many people are like, I got a job it's, and I got a paycheck and my paycheck pays my bills. But your job could be gone like that for many reasons. It doesn't have to be a global pandemic. But in this instance, a lot of people lost their jobs because of a global pandemic. There are people who had made investments, heavy investments into Airbnbs because, oh my gosh, it was the thing that was going. And who, when, when were people going to not need Airbnbs? Huh? When a global pandemic hit and travel was cut off, right? When was when people had investments in in property, right? Where they had they had really and some people over leveraged themselves in the Airbnb field and in the in the property field because at that time it didn't seem like it was something that could ever stop, right? But you've you know invested in in homes and have renters and then you get a global pandemic and people can't pay their rent, right? There are things that can come up that are disruptions. They happen in our lives, and that's it. Doesn't always have to be external. There are internal disruptions, right? You could be chugging along, you've got yourself together. You have a good job. Your partner has a good job. You guys are living together and living a lifestyle that's based on your two salaries. And unfortunately, your your partner could die. Or you could look over at your partner and say, no, no, no more. Not doing this anymore. And you can separate in that relationship. Are you prepared for that disruption? Because disruptions don't always come from pandemics. You know, they come um, subtly sometimes. They come as a force. But a financial disruption can come and in some instances, you get no time. In most instances, actually, you get no time to prepare, right? So the question is, are you prepared? So what I'm hoping that 2020 taught us is the need to be prepared, right? Sometimes you're going to get knocked down. There's nothing you can do about that. There's not a, there's not a, nothing I could tell you on this podcast that would teach you to be so prepared that when a blow comes, you don't take the hit and fall. The question is, can you get up? Are you able to get up and stand on your own two feet and move forward, move forward with your family intact, move forward with your, your ability to feed yourself, feed your children, you know, roof over your head, everything. Are you able to do that? I read so many stories during this um, time period of the pandemic where people were talking about, you know, I read a story of a woman, she had five children, she had a job um, that she thought was a good job and she had no savings. And when the pandemic hit about, about two months in, she was on a, on a verge of eviction. You see, it, it's it's hard to to get hit and don't have anything to help get you back up. That's why I constantly say that savings is essential, right? Savings is essential. 
being agile, being able to shift when something happens, right? When there's a disruption, being able to shift, being able to say, okay, whoops, that hit me. Okay, I wasn't expecting that, but let me shift, right? So in the instance of someone who can say, you know what, my job, I I didn't know that was gonna happen. I worked in the travel industry and my job got hit really hard by the pandemic. But I had some savings. I was able to to re kind of readjust my lifestyle because again, things have to be flexible in your lifestyle. And I was able to sustain until things came back, right? Because we talk about that in many episodes as well, living up to your salary or living above your means. A lot of people got hit with that during this pandemic because you realize that, you know, look, if something happens and you're like, look, if I can shift a few things, I can still be all right. I'm not going to be doing the things I really like doing, but this rent going to get paid. These bills going to be paid. The lights ain't going to be cut off. Just, you know, I may just have to make some shifts. And I say that for people who during the pandemic got pay cuts. Some people did not lose their jobs. They just got pay cuts. And a pay cut, you know, could be 20% pay cut. The question you got to ask yourself, if, if tomorrow your job said to you, that's it, you're getting a 20% pay cut or you can leave, could you survive? Even if it's in, incrementally, could you survive um, and be in good financial standing with a 20% pay cut? If we're discussing and handling our finances the way we talk about here, you should be able to because you should not be living to every dollar. You know, that's I'm talking about having the excess credit card debt. I'm talking about when you're living and, and, and obtaining bills that you you could you don't you can't necessarily afford if there was a shift, even a slight shift. Right. You have to you have to t- change your whole lifestyle. Are you living in an apartment that is a, the rent is really expensive and you can barely afford it? Are you driving a car that is like you're, you're just getting by and at the end of the month? You just squeaking by. That's might be some time for reconsideration. So. 2020 did not have to just be a year that we look back and say, hey, it didn't exist. We shouldn't do that. We should look at it and know that it exists and and look at what happened to us during a time of tragic um, disruption. What happened? Where did we, what, what bucket did we fall into? Did we thrive during this disruption? Did that disruption upset some sort of complacency that you had and put a fire under you so that you could move forward and do, do more? Were you able to access the additional money you had because you weren't out, you know, having a good time and utilize that money to, to save, to invest, to up, up your, in, increase your contributions to your savings, your contributions to your retirement, your contributions to your children's college fund. Were you able to do that during this time because you didn't go on six trips all year long? And did that help you to set you up for 2021 to be in a better financial position? Listen, there are, we, we run the gamut on how we took this year. But at the end of the day, no matter how much we say it, it didn't exist, it did. And we went through it. And if we're going to go through things, we need to take the lessons that are valuable out from there and, and have them and learn from them. So that's the really big thing here is like, what will you do? What do you do with, with, with disruptions? How do they impact you? And are you prepared for another disruption? Because I, we don't anticipate another global pandemic coming. But we just still don't know the fallout of this one. You don't know how that will impact your career, how that will impact you personally, physically, your relationships. You just don't know. Are you prepared for another disruption? And if you don't feel like you were prepared for this one, I want to offer you up a goal of 2021 to be prepared for another disruption. Because when you are prepared at any level, you will hit, you will get hit and you will get knocked down but you will be able to get back on your feet relatively quickly in a way that you can sustain a disruption that you didn't know was, you didn't see coming 
but you're able to sustain that disruption. So that's a really big theme for me for the end of 2021, so I'm end of 2020, heading into 2021. So on that note, I think about a lot that has to do with when people are saying, you know, I hear some people saying, I'm not even trying to set no goals for 2021 because 2020 kicked my ass and I'm not trying to set no goals. I just want to like, like, I'm just going to, you know, go in and hopefully we make it through. That sounds cute. And that's cute for me. Like, oh, ha, 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 funny jokes. We ain't living like that. We ain't living like that over here in financial emancipation world. We are going to make goals because life is still happening. And as long as you got breath in your lungs and you hear breathing, you got things you need to do. Okay. So. We are setting goals for 2021. We're going to set financial goals, life goals, relationship goals, school goals, family goals. We're going to set goals for 2021 because we're not going to allow that that negative energy that people are trying to carry from 21 from 20 into 21. No, we setting goals. We back to going to get goals. That's it. So, but the thing about it is that, you know, goals and wishes are very different. You can have, uh, listen, I, you can wish all, all day to win the lottery. If you never play, Winning a lottery is not your goal, okay? You can wish for a house. You can wish for, you know, a better paying job. You can wish for all those things. But if you're not taking any steps to get there, those are just wishes. And wishes are like, you know, and everybody got wishes. We want goals. What are your financial goals for 2021? And you have to be specific. Even when you are speaking of goals, they need to have action items attached. So goals have actions. If you're going to set a financial goal for yourself, there needs to be a follow-up action that you can do in order to achieve that goal. So let's just say you want to, you have a goal, you're setting up a goal of, of having your savings increase. That's not enough of a goal. We need to get very specific because the universe is listening and goals need to be specific, particularly about finances because we're talking about something that is very concrete which I love in my very much, you know, personality. I love concrete things. Don't give me ambiguity. Give me concrete. Concretely to say, you know, person X, Sandra says, I want to increase my savings by what? What, how much money do you want to have in your savings by, by first quarter, end of first quarter, end of March, 2021? How much money do you want to have in your savings? The first question you have to ask yourself is how much do you have now? So let's say Sandra has $1,000 now and she's saying, I want to have two thousand dollars by the end of march of 2021 well then now we need to set a goal for how much money is going to need to be saved in addition to what's already being saved to get to the goal of having an additional thousand dollars in three months that that's how you formulate the whole goal you start with where you're at you see what you see what you need to do to get there and then you figure out how you can do what's in the middle to get you to where your goal is. Let's say by the time we get to February and, um, you know, Sandra's on her way, she's got her thing going and then her car breaks down and she needs to make an adjustment. That's fine. An adjustment can be made. Maybe the goal needs to be extended. The goal end date, maybe it's not March. Maybe now it's April, you know, or maybe the amount needs to be adjusted. Adjustments can be made. We don't get rid of goals here. We just make adjustments. But that's how you work through a goal. If you're gonna set up a goal for 2021, don't be don't be ambiguous. Don't just say things that are just a pie in the sky. Say it, put, create an action behind it, set yourself up to do it, and then do it. A big part of this is that we need financial accountability partners. Many people are very nervous about talking to about finances with the people that they are in their lives who they trust. It seems like a little bit of an oxymoron. It's like, I trust you, except I don't wanna tell you about what's going on with my money. Seems to be a little bit of... A little bit of a quagmire there but I know that it exists I've been there before I know it exists but I'm saying to you just like any goal you need an accountability partner 
you know, I found a great accountability partner in one of my coworkers who became a friend um, because when she she's she's older than me, had been working where we worked for longer and just started to give me advice very early without me asking about it, just financial advice because she just knew things that I didn't know. She would offer me that advice. And then I, rem- I remember us starting to engage in these conversations and me being able to be comfortable with her to tell her about my goals that I had financially. And she was able to say, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. So I'd be talking to her at work and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to buy this little $500. She's like, hey girl, what happened to the goal you had about X, Y, Z? I'm like, damn, you're right. You're right. You're right. She prevented me from buying a car two years earlier than I was going to buy one. Because she's like, you got other goals. You said you want to do your kitchen. You said you want She was on me, right? And that was so helpful because, you know, you sometimes, if no one else knows your financial goals, you can easily just break them and no one's going to hold you accountable. So you have to find someone that you trust. Lay out what your financial goals are. Speak truth to them. Don't be ambiguous with people, whoever you choose to be your financial accountability partner. If I'm going to tell you that I want to increase my savings by $10,000, I got to tell you how much money's in my savings now. If I'm not comfortable telling you how much money I have in my savings, then you and I are not going to be financial accountability partners. And you have to find people that you trust. And also, unless you think somebody's going to steal the money from you, I don't understand why people who you are in relationship with who you trust, you can't talk to them about things like that. You know, if, if I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to say, hey, yes, I need to, I want to save in another $10,000. Right now I've got 10000 and I want to double that. What is so, what, what is, why can't I tell that to someone who I trust? Find someone who you trust, make that person your accountability partner financially. But here's the, here's the kicker to that. We talk again about disruptions, energies, universes, Right. This is important as it relates to financial accountability partners, which we are going to need to set our goals for 2021. I'm going to link this all together. (laughs) You need to know your own financial personality. You need to know who you are, how you relate to money, what your financial personality is, what is your financial love language, how do you please yourself with finances, how do you please others with it. You need to understand that about yourself. The reason you need to know that about yourself, you need to know your own financial energy is because in order to find an appropriate accountability partner and an appropriate partner in life, you need to know your own financial personality and financial energy and find out which ones matches that energy. So if your financial personality or your financial energy is spend YOLO, Do not beat yourself up about that being your financial personality, your financial energy. It's okay. That's who you are. It's fine. That doesn't mean that you're going to be broke your whole life. It doesn't mean you're going to be spending. It just means that's who you, if if everything was off, that's who you'd be. If if every, if, if you had no brain, no responsibility, no thoughts, no nothing, you didn't have to feed yourself, you would just spend money until it was gone, right? That could be your personality. Nothing wrong with that. No heat, no judgment. As Ayanna Vanzan says, I love that. No heat, no judgment. But the reality is, you partnering with someone else who's YOLO is probably going to be a problem. If your accountability partner is a YOLO personality, a, a spend it till it's gone personality, you might not want that to be your accountability partner because you and that person on the same financial energy is probably more than likely going to head down the road to spending and, and YOLO, right? So you want to know and be honest without judgment of who you are financially. What is your financial personality and what is your financial energy? Then you want to find somebody who matches that in a way. Now, by match, I don't mean it's the same. I mean matches it. So a lot of times people who are 
really there's also the financial personality of like a hoarder right there's a people some people are financial hoarders some people call them cheap some people call them frugal that is their natural um, personality match that person may match well with a yolo person in the sense that they can meet somewhere in the middle if you're two or two ends of extreme somebody can help you meet in the middle but that's on you and your personality for you to figure out which one works for you to be the most successful in your finances as you want to be as you intend to be so I know that in certain situations, I need someone to say to me, Malik, let it, it's okay. Like, because I have a very much, I'm like a squirrel kind of, you know, very much. I feel very comfortable when all of my money is saved. Like, I feel very comfortable with that. It makes me feel safe. But I also have things I want, things I want to do. And sometimes I need someone else to say, you've done all the things that you said you wanted to do. You've checked off the boxes. Now do the thing you want to do. And a lot of times that personality person is more of a, a YOLO type person because they're able to kind of balance that out. When it comes to saving, right? I have to have my other kind of people who understand or, or on a little bit more of a middle ground to be like, yes, you need to continue to save and kind of advocate that way. So you have to find who you are and then find people who match that. Match it doesn't also mean always mean the same, just means it matches the energy. Compliments is probably a better word. Compliments the energy, particularly towards the goal you're setting. So again, we go back to finding an accountability partner. A lot of it is that. And trust me when I tell you, there are a lot of times when people don't want accountability partners because guess what? Ding, ding, ding. They don't want to be held accountable. So we're starting 2021. People like to let things happen to them. If you're one of these people, I'm talking to you. They like to let things happen because that way they don't have to take any personal responsibility for it. So if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you don't set a goal, you have to, you have to, you don't have to take responsibility for failing or not or failing to achieve that goal. If you don't um, set up an accountability partner, then you don't have to worry about the fact that, yeah, today you said you was going to do that, but you ain't going to really do it. And then you don't ever have to be held accountable. You also will struggle to achieve goals. Trust me. But it may feel better for you to not have to be held accountable to anything. That's a personal thing. But trust me when I tell you the, the way to achieve things, you need accountability. Accountability is essential because we're never all going to stay on the path that we set. You need to be accountable to someone else for the actions that you are taking. So there are people who don't want accountability, people who don't want to be um, to be measured by a goal as far as having to achieve it or having to make adjustments to it if you don't achieve it. You don't have to fail at a goal just because you didn't achieve it. You can make adjustments, but you don't have to quit because you can just make an adjustment. So think about that for yourself as we're leading into 2021. Do you really want to have goals? Do you really want to achieve some things? Do you really want to do that? Then you're going to have to be held accountable to your finances, to your financial goals, as well as other goals in life. But you're going to have to be held accountable. And in that, you need an accountability partner. So as you're looking towards 2021 for your financial goals, whatever they are, get yourself an accountability partner. Ask someone who you trust to be your accountability partner in these things and um, decide what that looks like for you and how you're going to, to manage it, and then assign that person to start 2021 as your accountability, your financial goal accountability partner. You know, don't leave your financial future up to chance. It's just, it, it, we've seen what happens when things happen based on chance. Chance is a, is, a, is a bitch, let me tell you, and we've seen it, and we don't wanna deal with that. We wanna be able to do as much as we can to set ourselves up for a safe landing if we have to jump, if if we end up falling, we want to at least have something to land on, okay? So 
thinking about the pandemic, thinking about how it caught you this year, um, consider how, how things like what I have been able to sustain without any government assistance and how, for how long. And then think about, well, how comfortable would I have been, you know, in those times, if it would have been a month, two months, three months, how comfortable would I have been and how comfortable would I look to be going forward? What would that look like and help that use that to help craft some of your goals for 2021? And finally, one of the things that's really important, and I want to touch on this, is that, you know, scamming has become a way of life for for certain people. The internet itself can be a scam, Instagram, all that stuff. People are able to portray whatever they want to portray. I say this all the time. I've said this and I've had whole episodes about this. Don't waste your time, spend your time trying to keep up with the internet Joneses. Scamming is at an all-time high right now. Don't believe what you see everywhere that makes you think that somebody's living a life that you can't live or that you should be living and you can't understand how. If you can't understand how that person's living their life, more than likely it ain't something you want to understand, okay? If the math ain't adding up, it's because it don't add up. Don't beat yourself up. Don't get you in your own head. Don't think about it because you be looking. I know you. I know it happens. You looking, you like, damn, how did this person... You know, even pre-pandemic, it was like, how is this person always on a trip? How is this person here, there, everywhere? How is this person throwing this huge birthday party for their baby? How is this? But you ever notice you never see this person's house. You never see where they live. You never see, like, you know, the car they drive. You don't see a lot of other things. You never see a bank statement. Don't worry about how people are doing things because know that scamming is at an all-time high. And by scamming, I don't just mean illegal scamming. I just mean scamming. People are, are you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul in their own lives. You know, so they can live up to something that is external for external validation. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. You don't need to do that. So let's let's not do that. <laughs> we don't have to do that in 2021. We can let and relinquish ourselves of this idea that you have to stay and keep up with everybody else. Set your financial goals for you. What do you want in your life? Everybody doesn't want to buy a house. Just because people are buying houses, don't think you need a house because everybody else is buying a house. Everybody doesn't want to to you know to have to have x amount of dollars in their savings now i'm a big believer you should have some savings but everybody's goal is not to have you know six figures in their savings don't do anything based on what other people are saying do what works for you set your goals for the life you want to live and ignore what's happening on the internet and there's plenty there but please i implore you to ignore that set your goals based on your real life with your real people, your real family, your real bank account, your real job, your real educational level, your real skill set. Set it based on that. And you will find that those goals are easier to achieve and be- and better suited for you and your life. And you and you everybody doesn't want to have a whole debt-free life. Like everyone's not looking to do that, right? So don't get on the internet and think that you got to kill yourself trying to get debt-free just so you can say it. If you want to get debt free, great. I have episodes about how to get debt free, but don't pick up your goals just based on catchphrases and hashtags on the internet. Get however you your financial goals are for 2021 and for life. Set them based on your real life and your real bank account and your real paycheck, because that is what those that's what you need to be worried about. And whatever external validation that people are seeking on the internet, you can give it, hit the like button, do what you need to do. But don't let that in that um, seep into your own brain so you are starting to dictate your own financial goals based on what you think you think see other people doing because the truth of the matter is you don't really know what people are doing to get where they got. 
You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're sacrificing. You don't know, you know, good or bad. Because there's some people who are doing great. They have great businesses, everything. They could be doing excellent. And you could be looking at that thinking, I want that. All of my business owners on online tell me about that. You know, you know, they've worked hard and been grinding. And now that they're successful, people are thinking, oh, I can do that too. But they haven't seen all the hard work that went into it on the grind leading up to that. And now they're looking at you and looking at these businesses and saying, hey, that person owns two houses. I should too. Why? You are to get what you work for and you need to understand that. So the output is based on your input. So whatever you're going to put in, that's what you're going to get out. And it don't matter how much you see online, you're not going to get that unless you put in the work. So let's put in the work for 2021. We are setting financial goals for 2021. We're not leaving this up to chance because we already saw how that went. We're going to set goals. We're going to be aggressive with our goals. We're going to be ambitious with our goals. We're going to get financial accountability partners who are going to match our financial personalities and our financial energies. And we're going to get solid accountability partners who we trust, who we can tell the truth to, and who can hold us accountable. And then we're going to go step into 2021, reaching for and achieving our financial goals because we're not letting, we're not going to dis- discard 2020. We're going to use it as a stepping stone it is to kick off 2021 and hit those goals. So thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for your support all year long. Um, again, I might do another episode but before the end of the year, but it all depends on how things kind of go between the holidays. So I just wanted to give this episode, give you guys um, all of that for the beginning of 2021. And then we'll definitely going to talk about how we're going to kick 2021's ass. We are not going to lay down and just roll into 2021. We are going in with our heads held high, ready to get some financial goals, ready to win, because that's what we do. Thank you so much for listening today. If you um if you haven't already done so, follow me on Instagram, Financial Emancipation. And guess what? I joined Clubhouse, guys. So I'm going to try to see how this works. I'm learning and seeing if I can do some talks because that would probably be good to talk on there. On, on Clubhouse, I'm under my name, Malik Branch. So you can follow me there on Clubhouse. And um, if you have any questions, send me an email, Malik at fi- thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy your holidays. Enjoy everything. Stay safe. Mask up. Stay away from people. Avoid gatherings. And so and stay safe so we can get out of this pandemic and get to 2021 glowing, flowing, and having that money, that money look grow and work for us. Thank you so much and have a great day.